Vagina appears in the mythology of many and diverse cultures all over the world. The hero must do battle with the woman, the toothed creature, and break her power. Welcome to Space Bras, the sci-fi movie podcast for bad bitch feminists. I'm Mary, and this is a beautiful glinting purity ring of promises and uh, sexual desire on my finger is my best friend, Kate. How are you, girl? <laughs> I'm doing excellently. How are you? I'm glad that you're maintaining your purity for me. Oh, yes. Uh, purity, yes. Purity, yes. Corruption, no. <laughs> Corruption, no. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to end up talking about teeth uh, in, in this here little episode, but uh, but but before we dive into that with our purity, uh, yes, and, um, you know, all, all the fun that that movie entails, I want to talk about another mythology, another mythology other than the vagina dentata, which is that of Medusa, and particularly highlighting an article that was on Bitch Media called... Uh, Snake Eyes, The Power to Turn the Patriarchy into Stone, in which they explore whether or not it is, whether or not there's a read accessible of Medusa in which it is uh, about Athena trying to protect this woman uh, who has been hurt. So, like, just to give you a background, if you don't know the origins of Medusa, uh, she had made a vow of, of celibacy and was in Athena's temple and Poseidon, like, literally took her and raped her and Athena found her in a fit of rage and the argument is like who is the rage directed at uh, transfigured her beautiful blonde locks into snakes and turned her into a gorgon which means that she could turn men to stone with just her sight so this author argues that maybe that is something that you would want to have like the ability to um to never be raped again once you've been hurt. Maybe this was an act of protection. Uh, incites the fact that Medusa's name comes from the Greek, meaning a Greek verb that means to protect and guard, as uh, as more of a reason why that is why that why that would be the name that they would choose. So, right. If it if it is that she's just supposed to be repellent, why wouldn't it be like, you know, like something something that uh, more sinister than protection and guardianship, which is not a sinister in and of itself. In fact, it's generally considered to be good. Yeah. Uh, so, Mary, what what did you think about this article? Um, I liked it. I feel I, I feel like the the writer. Um, I feel like the writer really wanted this to be the case, and then at the end, kind of had to like slow roll and admit that like like the fact that Medusa's head ends up um, on Athena's shield is like a real tough look on our girl. Um, yeah. <laughs> real tough look. Our girl Athena, goddess of wisdom. And yeah. But I think it brings up some interesting ideas and like I would I would love uh, you know I love this kind of read for classic literature. I would I feel very confident saying that this the this mythology with this much like just casual rapes and then those rapes leading to children who are going to do good things doesn't really think rape is that big of a deal and yep. that's that's tough it's <laughs> <laughs> a tough thing but i do yeah. think it's interesting to get kind of this sense of um maybe maybe not having not not having to deal with the male gaze as much as being something that might be a good thing especially in this world yeah is definitely an interesting an interesting read my only my only real um something i wish that she'd gotten into more uh in this article is that of course um making yourself unattractive uh is actually not an effective uh way not to be raped yeah yeah. Yeah. So I think that's like the kind of the only thing for me that is missing. Um, but I think in a mythology environment, um, I mean, like hair of snakes is, is pretty is pretty intense. I, I do think that uh, it is. I do think it's tempting sometimes, though, to uh, even if it's not like effective to desexualize yourself or like I I intentionally can't I don't dress femme at work because I get treated differently. And sure. so it's not like it doesn't protect me from, you know, obviously wearing a suit doesn't protect me from <clears throat> sexual assault, but it does. It does seem to help my coworkers treat me like 
I am a coworker, not a fragile woman, uh, you know, or less likely to check out my legs when they're covered in pants, you know. Uh, I feel a little bit more powerful in it. No one tells me how good that dress looks on me anymore, you know, things like that. So, Ew. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that is uh, how I deal with 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 that. And so, like, I I under I do think that there's some power and like. Although I also wish sometimes I could just wear whatever the fuck I wanted without uh, any consideration of anyone else or how they would perceive me. But there is some power in uh, in taking that head on. But I do think it is interesting. Um, you know, I think that we think of Medusa and and these like kind of curses that make women untouchable as being um, as being something that's done to punish them but i like i I like the spin on it being a protecting force especially since most of these women uh experience um have experienced sexual assault yeah real trauma when, when they are when they are punished yeah which is which is why i wanted to talk about before we get into teeth and we'll get into this more as the episode progresses but like someone who experiences some real trauma and is able to use their power as a form of self-protection that that maps on perfectly and we even see uh her reading you know uh ancient mythology and medusa comes up and last episode we talked about the craft and at one point we see nancy's uh hair turn into snakes you know like this this imagery is something that uh persists and continues in our culture and so uh the ways in which we interact with these myths and also even if that isn't the documented version, you know what I mean? Like the more feminist read. That's also because who wrote who wrote the histories? You know what I mean? Like who's to say that there was never like a version of this story told between women and among women in which it was about like protection and not getting raped and, you know, being able to like hide instead of being like shameful to not be uppity because if you're uppity, you're Gorgon. You know what I mean? Like right. could have existed. I hope that's not just revisionist history, but considering the poetry of Sappho existed, I think that uh, women have probably always craved uh, some sort of equality. And, you know, yeah, I could I could see there being feminist reads on mythology that existed then, too. Yeah. I mean, we just simply we simply don't know. Probably we cannot never know. know. This is all wild speculation. And so please, please do not at me for my wishful thinking if that's what it ends up being. Well, for the best thing it did, uh, I think like this is the best use of it, which is it really primes you to consider. Um, I think a lot of people, when they hear about the movie we're going to talk about, Teeth, um, have like strong visceral reactions to the idea of vagina dentata. And, yeah. and vagina dentata, in case you aren't haven't seen the movie don't know what we're talking about is a vagina with teeth yes yes <laughs> just simply that uh and exists in a lot of folklore uh throughout yeah. history and different cultures mm-hmm. and obviously i think it has it's partially just like the idea of of having your genitals clipped off in a vagina is terrifying to yeah, a lot of totally. people, which I totally understand. I totally understand. But mm-hmm. I also think that for some people, they think that this movie is going to be about like a monstrous woman with a with a toothy vagina, and that sounds like it's going to be um, very offensive. And it's not. It's not at all. It, the, the way it's played, she's not. Yeah, Dawn is not a monster. In fact, Dawn, like Medusa, starts off like with a vow of celibacy. You know. Yeah. Um, so, like, I do feel like there's, like, a real analog here for this reading of the Medusa, uh, and, we'll, and we will share this on social media, but this reading of the Medusa, like, mythology uh, in conjunction with a, a, a watch and a read of teeth. Yeah. So, so maybe yeah. maybe dip into the first, this first and then uh, go rent teeth. Yeah. Also, this is our uh, our last uh, our last Hall- Halloween special. So, you know, get get all the horror movies in you can. Yeah. Uh, before everything gives way to uh, Hallmark holiday specials. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. Uh, we are but not other doing people that. Will be. Uh, but other people will be. The rest be, of so. America will be doing that. <laughs> so yeah, buckle in uh, and enjoy as we take on the lovely teeth. Well, team... We're here today to talk about a movie that brings us back to the time of yesteryear. And by that, I mean in 2007, 
when my dear friend M. Johnston and I were camp counselors and watched this movie uh, one summer late at night feeling real loopy on a lack of sleep called Teeth. Teeth. Uh, the 2007 classic that we immediately loved. And honestly, I think we were both a little bit nervous to revisit in case it was just sleep deprivation and whatnot that made us love it. Because I've heard other people say it's horrifying. And I'm here to tell you, podcast listener. They're wrong. I, they're wrong. I still recommend this movie incredibly highly. And take it from a straight woman, take it from a lesbian, take it from, well, straightish. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to put that on you, Mary. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that was fair. That was fair. <laughs> Yeah, that's but the bottom line is, it's a it's a real powerful movie. Uh, Mary, why don't you give me your first impressions of the movie Teeth? So Teeth is about uh, vagina dentata, and it's about a, it's a movie about a woman dentata. vagina dentata. It's a movie that's about a woman true. who bites dicks off, and <laughs> I recognize that that might be something. with her vagina, guys, not yeah. just her teeth. Like, yeah, no, no, with her, off with, with her the vagina, vagina teeth. Yeah, uh huh, and teeth. Get it? Cheat! And, <laughs> and I understand that that might be something that's hard for some people. I get that. It is not at all. I, it was not then 11 years ago and not now in current current time a problem for me at, <laughs> no. at all. <laughs> no. This is a movie where I watch it I'm like, more please Just oh my god i really <laughs> i really loved this movie when i first saw it and i think i only loved it more on rewatch i'm happy I, to admit to report yeah when we watch it the first time so we watch it with like a room full of people a room full of our peers late at night i think about in a mixed bag right 60% like 60 percent of us sense. like cheered and 40 percent of people were like uh, I think most know. people were pretty not on board. And it might have been flipped. It might, it might have been flipped. I remember, like, I think Randy and Chris liked it. Yeah, I think um, that's true. And maybe everyone else didn't. Um, <laughs> do you want to give us a little plot overview and tell yeah, us what this yeah. gem is about? <laughs> so, Dawn is a teen girl who believes in the power of absence and finds herself being tempted by another abstinence-ish dude. And, uh, well, indulging in a little bit of temptation on a swim, uh, Toby crosses the line, and while assaulting her, she unintentionally finds that she has a power inside of herself that she did not know. That power, power being inside of herself. A pair of teeth literally inside of her vaginal canal mm-hmm. that uh, chop off the end of Toby's dick and lead her down a path of darkness trying to figure out what is wrong with her um, because she is never uh, engaged in self-exploration and self-pleasure uh, out of uh, respect for herself, God, and her future husband. All right, that's teeth. Self-exploration and the power within. Um, I think we should talk about monstrousness in the female form mm-hmm. <laughs> because... What what's really fun about this movie, what makes this movie so smart, is that it didn't invent this idea. Uh, Vagina Dentata is actually uh, an existing historical legend throughout different cultures about like a teethed creature. So it it pulls on a historical precedence that there is uh, a line that tries to pair the female form with monstrousness. Uh, Mary, how how do you think this film tackles that? Um, yes, so I want to start out also by saying that I think that they, they set you up to believe that there's going to be a monster of some sort in this. By, I agree, with, like with the horror movie... Um, yeah, well, they set it up like a warped footage. suburban fairy tale. Like, yeah. it's campy, and you have this sort of juxtaposition of, like, safety and traditional values with, like, looming smokestacks and, like, yes. genuinely scary people. They're, the men in this movie are genuinely scary. There isn't... Almost every man in this movie, except yeah. for her, fa- her except stepfather. Except for her stepdad are, are scary. Are creepy and rapey. And, like, our first... It's so... I'm so glad you rooted us in that, because I do think it's worth talking about the way this movie starts, which is, you've got these smokestacks, which uh, reminds you of eco-terrorism. You have, mm-hmm. you have her, like, starting off talking to this crowd, 
And it's almost like she's like on a news segment with the lighting, you know, like it's just great. And everyone's yelling the palm of her hand and she's like really in her element. But we also have like these intro credits where like it's showing these viruses attacking these cells and then and you're kind of like, ooh, scary science. But then at the end, the cell attacks the viruses and like absorbs them. So yep. like you've got these themes of like mutation. You've got these themes of like egoterrorism. You've got these themes of um, indoctrination and cultish beliefs. Like it is, it is hitting on every cylinder. Like this movie fires on all cylinders. And this, and, movie, really, and this movie dares you to way. think that she's the monster. Like it dares you. Yes. It, I don't think anyone would arrive at that at that real like decision for themselves based on what follows. But of like course. it's willing to it's willing to gamble that it can point out it can be like, is she the monster? Is that what's wrong here? <laughs> like really? Like actually, is she the monster? No, she's the cell that is that is biting back, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it definitely is about um and it's great that you have that model. It's this movie's incredibly clever because by rooting it in these people who are so devout, not her family. I have literally no idea where she found this like super love of God and abstinence, uh, other than she knew on some subconscious level that she had teeth down there and didn't want to inflict them on people. I have no idea. Like literally no idea, Mary. Doesn't make mm-hmm. no. But um but by but by pairing that in, you get to have a conversation with the teacher talking about mutation and talking about whether or not mutation is like evolutionary or maybe one day someone was just born with a fully formed mutation and it just happened to benefit them and then that like furthered on like they're talking about like uh snakes and that's kind of like what it's positing here like it doesn't matter if it's god it doesn't matter if it's the smokestacks it doesn't matter what it is but like what if it is a fully formed mutation that just happens you know yeah, it doesn't. Also, it doesn't provide you with like an, an answer, really. I love that they keep showing the smokestacks, but they're like, they're not really telling you what they mean. Like, you get to make your own inferences yeah. based on that. Yeah, the only thing I could get from that is that, like, a, it's sinister as hell. But b, like, you could have a mutation if you're that close to uh, chemicals and waste. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. No, it, it's it's giving you like an option, but then you have the conversation with the teacher. Um, and and basically, I think they all kind of for, come together to form this synthesis of being like, it's not a definitely it's not Dawn's Dawn's fault that she has this mutation, and no, B she didn't choose this, and B it's natural that she has this mutation. It's okay yeah. that she has this mutation. It does not make her a monster. She is not a bad person because this is this is a, a biological fact about her. Um, no, and it, and and furthering it, I do think it's worth mentioning like the. The times are really, we actually see her use it, like, the first two times. <clears throat> the first time is she's getting raped. Like, literally, she hits her head on a rock in this cave. <laughs> this movie's great because it uses, like, cave, watery caves and, like, mm-hmm. a tree that, like... It's There's a lot of vaginas in this movie. Out. It's like a vagina tree, yeah. Like, it is not subtle. Like, no. I, and I love that about it because you cannot have a movie about... Vagina dentata, like you know, a toothed vagina that like and be afraid of vaginas, lawyers, and be afraid of vaginas, and it's not nope. at all. Like it's this not. movie is incredible about that. Even while positing, while like not showing the monster immediately, while positing that Don's a little bit afraid of her vagina. Yeah, by like having her start to like want to pleasure herself, and then just seeing a monster from like uh, a horror movie her her parents were watching, and she like put them to bed. And then she's like, what's wrong with me? And you're like, oh, she's talking about, like, what's wrong with, like, the teeth down there. But no, and then she's like, purity, purity, purity. And you're like, oh, what's wrong with her? She's worried about her sexual feelings? Like, it's not about that at all. Like, it's it works on so many levels. Yeah. I just... And I, I like care. and I like that they don't fully... Uh, the So the Christian abstinence group is what starts with, but I think the first sign that we have really that there's going to be a big problem, that society in general has a big problem with women and makes women into monsters is the sex ed class, where you have... Uh-huh. 
Everybody in the room is so okay with talking about penises, but then when it gets to the vagina, there's sort of like this three segmentations that come out, and all of them culminate with this like general mystery surrounding vulvas and vaginas, and like acting Mm -hmm. as if like knowledge is is harmful to you about that. Like have a natural modesty, and therefore like we shouldn't see it. Um, The the teacher being like. I think it would be self-explanatory of why there's a sticker over the diagram of a vulva. Like, nah, it's not self-explanatory, you jackass. Yeah, I think that's that the I think that the teacher represents people who think that vulvas and vaginas are gross, like, and that they need to be covered up. Like, that's oh, his sure. thing. He's 100%. uncomfortable with that idea. They have to be covered because, like, ew. And yeah. then you have a bunch of meathead dudes who are like, yeah, you you, you know, you don't need to see a picture one because you're never going to see one because you're never going to get laid. Like, they just think about vaginas. <laughs> As being as, as 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 the way that they can service their penis, right? Right. It's for male yeah. titillation strictly. Doesn't matter. That's so we got to cover it up because like we're we're that's actually bad for them, right? Like they are not getting titillated. That's like why it's annoying to them, as opposed to like being like women should know what their bodies are like. And then Dawn is like, women are naturally modest, which of course means we need to protect them from knowing anything about their own bodies. Oh which my is god! Crazy. Right? Which is I crazy. literally, I I'm. It is. Really powerful that we see Don, unlike everyone else who tried to rip off the sticker, soak the paper later on, which is trying to figure out what's why her vagina keeps on cutting things off to go into it. To be fair, none of those things belonged in there. And I don't mean like, I don't mean like nothing belongs in a woman's vaginal canal. I mean like literally the things that are being put in there are without her consent and therefore deserve to be chopped off. But like she soaks the paper and like slides it away just so she can like see a diagram. And all I could think was, Don, I wish I could buy you a copy of Our Bodies Ourselves. Yeah. Like, I really feel like feminism would have really benefited you. But she comes by it naturally throughout the process of this film. Like, I, the first two times we have it, something enter, she's getting raped by one dude. And then, and I didn't notice this when we were first watching, I think, because, like, I, I don't, I don't know why I didn't notice it. But that doctor, he's fisting her. Yeah, he takes his gloves off. He's gross. What the doctor is is doing is 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 sexually assaulting her. Like he's, no, it, yeah. it, it is sexual yeah. assault. I'm just saying it's sexual assault and also like the most painful horror. Like yeah, he's getting off like, on making her hurt for sure. Yes, it's yeah, it's, it's intentional. It's it's sadism. But like going back to the monstrousness of the female form, I think that the the movie also helpfully gives us like a thesis statement for this when Don is doing his <laughs> research about. Yes, I love it. Toothed vagina appears in the mythology of many and diverse cultures all over the world. In these myths, the story is always the same. The hero must do battle with the woman, the toothed creature, and break her power. The myth springs from a primitive masculine dread of the mysteries of women in sexual union, fears of weakness, impotence. It is a nightmare image. The power and horror of female sexuality. The myth imagines sexual intercourse as an epic journey that every man must make back to the womb, the dark crucible that hatched him. I love that. The dark crucible that hatched him. So I think like the monstrousness of the female form can be summed up with vagina dentata is a patriarchal fear of women and sex and the fear that our genitals are under our control and are there for our pleasure and not theirs. Like that is what they're like, worried and about. And therefore can be used against them. Yeah. And, and can defend not themselves. Being under their control yes. can be used under our control and therefore... In fact, like, if you took it into, like, just an analogy form about reproduction, like, and reproductive justice, like, it's not even about, like, the fact that, like, it could hurt you. It's the fact that, like, we could have actual ownership and power in a scenario, you know? Yeah. And, of course, like, this movie deals with, with rape a lot, right? Like, a this, lot. This, in a fact, lot. As someone who, like, tries not to watch things that have rape in them because they're horrifying, if it was not for the fact that we see Don go through a journey and find her own fucking source of power, um, then I would probably not be able to watch this movie. So what I think is kind of interesting about this, so it's a movie that deals with rape a lot, 
um, and in, in in ways that are are very interesting. Like it's not just essentially like a punishing force. Like rapes in a lot of movies. The way this movie deals with rape, I have not seen very often um, in other films, but. Um, I think it's kind of interesting that it starts with the Christian absent groups, which is called Promise, because it starts Dawn at a place of understanding that she should have the right to control her sexual destiny. But that good that's which is great. Like she she does. She should have that right. She should have that right. Yeah. But that good instinct is just hobbled by rejecting sex and sexuality as a natural part of human experience like that is the problem with it. And and you can't you can't treat that those natural things that are going to that you're going to experience probably um, you're going to probably experience them as well. Hopefully, I mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, like, yeah, right. Like Ho- some people. Hopefully, you experience exactly what you want to. If you're ace, that's fine. Like, yeah, saying, totally. Like, you know, totally. But in general, right? Like, we we understand that this is a natural part of a lot of people's um, human experience, and to treat that as a polluting force is is bad. That doesn't make any sense, but. I do like that she starts from a place where she knows, like, you don't, you could have had something where, like, you start her from a place where she doesn't even really understand what rape is. And I think it's interesting that they give you this sort of nuanced take of, like, this Christian absence group actually giving her, like, a really good sense of what rape is and, like, and that she should, she has the right to say no and she yeah, has the right. Yeah, what consent is, yeah. Yeah, to decide what happens to her body. It's just that this other part of it is not right. And, I, I don't know. I feel like in in worse hands, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have kind of gotten into the weeds with that. They would have just been like har har abstinence only, which like does deserve to be mocked in, in many it, it, ways. It does, but it's but like but it's kind of it's it's more interesting to like look at to look at the things the the way it has set her up in life and like her viewpoint and the good stuff and the bad stuff that it has given her. Well, and they also do a great job of uh, using the camera to showcase her perspective. Like in the beginning when she's talking about it, like she is like a like an interviewee on a news program, like wowing the masses almost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yep. after she has had that horrific experience with Toby, wherein she really liked Toby, and Toby tried yeah. to rape her, and without trying, she castrated him, which he deserved, um, <clears throat> is one woman's opinion on this podcast, and then he died because he bled out and like jumped off of like the cave, and she didn't know that at the time. It's not, it's not her fault. No. You shouldn't rape women. Uh, no. But so then she has to go and give another talk and the whole, like, we are seeing her interiority in the way that she starts talking to them. Mr. Vincent asked me to talk about purity today. Purity, yes! But, like, it's, the camera work is such that they all look like they're backlit, they're all speaking They look unison. scary. It yeah. feels very cultish. Like, every time she says something, like, they respond, like, they, they're chanting the Bible at her. There is something inside of me that's lethal i don't know i don't know what it is when uh she's talking about like maybe there is something inside of me because she's like dealing with the fact that she's trying to figure out like what is happening with her like why she was able to castrate him you know like what is going on and they start talking about the serpent and they like hiss at her as she leaves like it's it's incredibly creepy and incredibly effective to show like her shifting perspective. Right. And you know? that is like the ultimate critique of what is happening here. So she has yeah. experienced, she's been raped. She has been experienced <clears throat> um, trauma, like massive amounts of trauma and sadness and something where her community should come around her and hold her and say, look, you should be in control of your body. The Somebody else took that away from you um, in a horrible moment. But you're like, not you're make you like a right. bad person. You're not a bad person. We still care about you and like and and you're still a good, you know, all of the things that were true before this happened are still true. You know, it doesn't you something bad happened to you, that's not your fault, you know? And yeah. the idea sh- that like your virginity is like a piece of gum once it gets chewed up and never gets unchewed is reductive, terrible and 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 damaging. And yeah, that the is idea of virginity in general, right? Like this movie needs a masturbation scene in it. It it, so, it does, and it gets... So I think the reason why it doesn't have one, though, is because, like, it doesn't want to, like, deal its hand 
You know what I yes, mean? Yes, she would. Ha- it would have to be after her experience with Ryan, and at that point, like you have like so much forward momentum. Like what I would love that yeah. scene that you talked about, where she soaks the sticker off the book, and then you have that like tinkling and lightning enlightenment music playing as she uh-huh. as she gazes at her own form, right? Reject with like wonder. And rejecting the revulsion, rejecting the shame, rejecting the male gaze, all those things that those other people in that room and her herself, right, put on her own genitals. And now she's viewing it with love and self-acceptance and and, and, and wonder, right? she pulled out a mirror and she had some really amazing masturbation. Yeah, like that would have been great. There really should have been a masturbation scene. And that would have like put a total bow on the sex positive um, message, though. Right, like you're absolutely right. We can't deal the hand because when you see her her uh, tryst with Ryan, which starts out as non consensual and becomes consensual, which we'll yes. get to. Um, yes, but and you're right. It would have taken the wheels off. I yeah. Right, but like so, we understand. We understand in that moment that the the, the, the her dentata, vagina dentata's destructive nature is directly linked to her own pleasure. Yeah, um, that if you don't just like. You know, shove something in someone if you pay attention to, like, their clit and their stimulation and their enjoyment, which, again, we cannot talk about how it started because it started... No, we, I mean, we should... The bottom line is, it didn't start in a positive way, but she made a choice later on. That was her choice. Right. I, I think that I think that if you were to talk to the, talk to the uh, writers, or I think that, like, what they're kind of getting around to is Ryan is not a good guy. We know that, right? We know that. So when he sex- is sexually assaulting her when she's kind of looped out on muscle re- relaxers um, by stimulating her with a vibrator and she enjoys it, I think it's supposed to be sort of like, well, like that's that's kind of how she decides that she might want to have sex with him now. Right. And then she verbally consents. But without that, she might not know that she wants to because everything else has been like force forcible raping experience right yeah yeah so it's not it's not good he still should not have done that that's not that's still sexual assault of course but it does a great job of illustrating the fact that like it's not that like if you actually care about her pleasure and if you work on that not just gratifying yourself that like she realizes also that she has control over it Mm -hmm. and that's why that moment when she finds out that there was a bet and she just gets like irritated and then like sticks up and just her face and she's like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, like, oh, fuck, I didn't mean to do that again. <laughs> yeah, that's when that's when I'm so fully on board that it literally like I'm past the horrificness of the sexual assault and more on to I am so glad that you're owning your shit. I'm so yes. glad that you stood in front of a mirror. <laughs> And checked out your body. Like, I'm so glad that you are no longer internalizing this toxic shit about the fact that, like, it's just, there's a gift and only on your wedding day and just drawing endless fantasies of you being a bride to suppress fantasies that are uh, any any less pristine to a patriarchal and uh, Christian system, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, absolutely. I, the Ryan scene is so good because basically you realize that she now is in full control of the facts. Like yeah. before she was always violated and her dentatas like lashed out to protect her, right? But now you yeah. realize she can have a totally normal life if she wants to, right? Right. Like she, she can have a totally she, normal life. She's not trapped. Like no. Her body isn't like her body is not a cage that's like hurting her. It is literally just a defense mechanism. And if you pay attention to her and take care of her and are kind to her, you never need to worry about it. Yeah. You know? They, you would never I even hope she know. never finds out really bad news about you if you were a long-term partner while you're having sex. If you have a <laughs> penis. Because, like, there might just be an involuntary action. But it also looks like most people are able to just reattach it it's fine so well, and you know. she definitely she definitely just fine she definitely <laughs> chooses to to bite his to bite his penis off in that moment yeah. like she like chooses that which also feels good and it's 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 also super important that that happens because she like comes he tells her like you know we have the quote about like the men's like 
overpowering the, the yeah, vagina and I'm, I'm slaying the conqueror. it. I'm being the conqueror. And, like, yep. the way he's, like, saying that to, like, both, like, it's just so condescending. Yeah. You know? And, like, yeah. he's trying to, like, use what he thinks is her insanity against her to get what he wants. Gross. It's gross. Yeah. Well, and also, and then... So I'm glad she's able to be like, nah, bro, you had no fucking idea. I do have vagina dentata. Right. Suck on it. Right. Yeah. Well, or, or oh, not. Eat it, is really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> eat it. Well, and then she, like, so she, like, castrates him, right? Is it castrating if it's a dick? Is castration just balls? Um, so... I think it depends on who you talk to. I'm going to castration because that's simpler. It yes. Okay. And also I like, like it. there is there are forms of castration that dealt with stuff. Usually it's but anyway. Well, yeah. isn't it emasculation castration. actually? Isn't that literally would, what emasculation means? Is taking away someone's dick? I don't actually know. Hmm. Um, who knows? All right. Well, but that is an interesting. Either way. Either way. Because it is literal. Anyway. Yeah, but after... Emasculation. After she... I'm going to say emasculation. After she literally emasculates him, she takes his dick away, right? And is like, is like some white knight. Like, she's like, no, you're not going to conquer anything. I don't need to be conquered. Like, actually. Yeah. This actually, is, I thought it was something I needed to be conquered, but now I realize... Now that, I realize it's no. No. It's not... It's not a thing inside me that I need to be released from. It is me. Yeah. It's mine. It is a mutation that is entirely beneficial, as the teacher pointed out before. Because yeah. it doesn't have to exist, but in a world in which women are sexually assaulted and whatever, it is it is a piece of protection. It's a piece of power. So all this brings us to this idea that, like, we've seen her assaulted in, in all these times. Her vagina dentata, like, uh, her teeth, as I'm going to start calling them because that's the name of the movie. Yeah, easy. Her teeth are... Her, yeah, her teeth are able to uh, immediately protect her, immediately uh, grant her power, punish her abusers. Uh, and I guess my question is, is that powerful? So I, I'm going to take us down like a, a small, a small little, little, uh, little rabbit hole. But yeah, I take do us, take, take us away to your shallow rabbit hole. Yes. Yeah, so like if we're asking if it's if it's powerful. I don't think that this movie is particularly helpful or for rape victims. And I think it, yeah. that's because no. like it's it, at the very top it's important to say that what Dawn what happens to Dawn throughout this movie is rape. Toby and Dr. Godfrey outright rape her and then Ryan yeah. does sexually assault her. Um, yeah, Ryan sexually assaults her then it's consensual then right. Then she finds out it was it was all manipulation and Therefore, right. it's still assault. Yeah. Right. Like, so that happens throughout. Yeah. And it and the film does not take a lot of time to consider the emotional and physical trauma of, of rape victims, that rape victims really do experience. Yeah. Because the rape in this movie ha is sort of a um, inciting incident, right? Like, that's how we yes. know that she has teeth, right? And yeah, it, it, I think that's why this is one of the few movies that has rape that I'm able to watch. Because, right. like, because it's just an inciting incident. Even right. though it's a horrific, awful thing, I don't have to watch a movie that's literally just about the realities of that. Right. And so I would understand, like, the people... So, you know, you and I have endlessly talked to people who don't like this movie. I can kind of understand... I totally <laughs> understand and respect, obviously, if you were a victim of rape and you don't like this movie because it's not... does not speak to your experience and doesn't make you feel good, I totally get that. I don't think... 100%. I don't think it does a really great job at that, for sure. What I do think it does a good job at is speaking more directly to um, women who feel like sexual education has set them for failure um, and how yes. women are constantly put at a distinct disadvantage because we we are set up for failure so hard, um, yeah. especially if we desire to have sex with the with men, right? Like, the, like men men are socially um, taught how to, how to achieve their own pleasure. Um, yep. They are socially taught that women's bodies are there for their edification and enjoyment and pleasure. And those things are not, and women, and also we treat women's bodies as if they're mysterious or dirty or 
only for men and not really for them. And that that's not good. <laughs> it's not a good thing to do. And it's it's frustrating, I think, when you are a woman who's attempting to like kind of come into your own and your own sexuality because you have all these hurdles in front of you. And wouldn't it be nice if sometimes when people are treating you like dirt and treating you in this bad way, if you could just clip their dicks off, like, right? And be like, no, actually, I do have some power here. I do have yeah. some say here. Yeah, um, subjective answer instead of being like, subjectively, like, you're wrong. It's like, <laughs> no, no, you're wrong. I'm showing you with my actions, not my words. And I didn't expect, I mean, I think even watching this um, when I first saw it, I don't think that I, I was prepared. And I definitely this time was not prepared, although I knew more because I had seen it before. It's so rare that they give us a character like Dawn that I, I want to empathize with and that I do empathize with. Like, she Agreed. she is she's choosing to close her eyes to the world. Like, I, it's, it's rare that I see somebody in a absence-only group advocating that as a way to live your life. And I'm like, yep, that's a reasonable, reasonable response. It's kind of a risky storytelling choice because I feel yeah. the same way. Like, but I do... In- feel yeah, that way you do. about her even when you first meet her you're a little bit like really you think that but like the way that she says it it's like it's easy to understand where she might be coming from and it's easy to see her evolution and the fact that she's able to end up taking on for herself you know right and she's taking shelter from like all this sexually violent advances that surround her constantly which is which yeah. is like pretty cartoony like when she comes in and like the guy is like spraying cherry soda all over her because she's a virgin oh and stuff like that god. like that's oh like my god like also super cartoony she makes that moment yeah that, that's maybe like the weakest part of the movie is her like trying to force a smile on her face while looking yeah. miserable while people yeah. like spray her with cherry soda like that is that is the weakest moment of the entire yeah. movie, I'd say. Yeah. Right. But I think it like it gives you sort of a, a caricature of like what it is to like become an adolescent woman and like kind of get this sense that like something is happening to you and there's nothing you can really do about it. Like, you yeah. know, it is natural and it's fine. But the world is extremely gross about what's happening to you. And for Dawn, she just wants to kind of opt out. She doesn't want to deal with it. Like, she doesn't want... She wants to shelter herself from this. She doesn't want to face it head on. And I don't blame her. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't. Yeah. It, it makes it seem very reasonable. And I'm surprised that I feel that way. But the story is yeah. well. Yeah. And of I course... Agree. And of course, she has to be this way because she can't know about her own vagina dentata. So... Yeah. If the absence in the absence group, like she's hidden from the realities of her own body. No, it's it's a great device yeah. to uh, bring us to a point where, like, she, even when she first tries to like explore her body, like, and she's like inching up her uh, her towel, and it's not in a scintillating way. Like, it very much feels like an agonizing way that she's like rolling up a pink towel and considering like seeing what's going on down there and just cannot bring herself to, you know? Right. Well, and I think she's scared, too. Yeah. Um, but I like so, I like that actually her vagina dentata, her teeth, allow her to be more sexually confident. That's what actually happens with them. Yes. So we're implying that, like, if you give women power in this, rela- in sexual relationships, they will feel better about it and feel more sexy. Like, that is just, that, yeah. that's true. You can have better sex with them. Yeah, if they feel like they're on even footing with you, which is yeah, one hundred percent true. That's so something we've that's been... the antidote, right? Like th- she's yeah. trying to find an antidote all through. She's so absence only. That's her first antidote, and then she's like, "Well, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just dirty and wrong and bad. That doesn't work." And then eventually she's like, "Oh, this is just like a part of my body, and it's okay." It's something we've been kind of stepping around, and we're gonna have to face head on. Unfortunately, because it's you know not great. Is the Brad of it all. Ugh. Her brother, Brad. Yep. So her stepbrother, Brad. The film, the very first scene is of two kids in, in, a, in a kiddie pool. And their parents are sitting there being like, you all are going to be siblings. He's like, that's not my sister. And he's like, well, I hope one day soon. Because they're about to be a blended family. And... 
through a text, thank God we don't see the little kid dick. Yeah. We, we find that he's shown thank her God. his. That would be too much. <laughs> that would be too much. I'm glad that... I think this movie does a great job of understanding where the line is, because it flirts with it heavily, but does not cross it, at least for me. Uh, and so he's like, you know, basically like, I showed you mine, like, let me see yours, and then we hear him screaming, and, like, his finger's been cut. He has, like, this scar the whole time, because what we find out later is he tried to put his finger inside of her, and the tip got bitten off, which, you know, <laughs> I'm all right with that. Seems fine. Uh, but I do want to highlight a moment that I actually laughed a lot about that I'd forgotten about, wherein she goes to talk to her brother because she's trying to figure out, like, what is happening with her. And she's, like, trying to ask him questions, and he's like, listen, you and I are inevitable. You think I, I, I know what this whole, this whole waiting thing is. You save yourself for me, and I've been patient. You think I like living with these assholes? And she just says, you mean mom and dad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's really <laughs> funny. Um, of all time, but I do think we need to talk about the fact that, like, because we're talking about, like, because uh, we're, we're getting close to the end of this discussion, um, the idea of punishing abusers and she, the climax of her, uh, of her owning her power is when she finds out that if Brad had intervened and not been the world's biggest creep in the entire world. And I don't want to talk more about Brad, honestly, than what we're talking about now, because, like, ugh. Ugh. The film does a great job of going over the top to make him, like, Satan with his I terrible screamo. Brad. And his, like, awful Brad. tattoos. I Brad hate is the Brad. Worst. Well, so we're not going to spend too much time talking about him. But he basically lets her mom die. Her mom's sick by screaming and laying on the floor and not doing anything to, like, help her. And she finds mm-hmm. out about it, and he's been, like, creepily hitting on her like a creep, and it's awful. And so she sits at her mom's mirror, which felt powerful and meaningful that she's, like, trying to, like, she's starting from, like, this place that reminds her of her mom, uh, gets dolled up, seduces him, kind of. Like, all she has to do is, like, really walk in and be like, yeah, you know how you think that, like, I want your dick? Maybe I do. And then emasculate slash castrates him. And then his dog that he had named Mother eats his dick. And oof. you know what? Love well, it. That, I mean, it's all, it's, all, it's all a big oof, but like, yeah, I think it's powerful to be able to immediately punish your abusers. I do too. Like fucking horrible I mean, Brad humans. deserves and what happens to him in spades. <laughs> Brad deserves it more than, I don't, I mean, ever. Everyone who tries to rape a woman deserves uh, a terrible, awful fate. But Brad so deserves it. He's you know? like he's like the uber. So like cartoonish, right? Like we have actually kind of like a good a good combination of all these things. So like Toby is like a classic nice guy who's like I have the same values that that you do. Oh no, I don't. I'm gonna hit your you're gonna hit your head and pass out, and I'm gonna use that opportunity to rape you. Thanks, Toby. Bye, Toby. And then yeah, I Dr. haven't jerked off since Easter. Oh my god! Not my problem, Toby. That. Not my problem. He represents <laughs> nice guy yeah. rapists, guys who pretend that they are your friend and that they are there for you, but actually just want to rape you, which is not great. And then uh, Doctor nope. Godfrey uses his position of like authority and trust to take advantage of women, right? Um, in like the worst possible way. Um, and then you've got Ryan who's like, I understand how to satisfy a lady, but that doesn't automatically imply that you respect them. You know, just, just because you're sexually competent doesn't mean you're emotionally competent. Um, and then we have Brad who is the worst. He is the king horrible man. He hates women. He's violent. He sexually assaults her as a child. I think it's implied heavily that he um, sexually assaults his girlfriend. Um, and oh, one thousand percent, right? And he's laid claim yeah. basically to Dawn's virginity since the beginning. Like he clearly thinks that like it's his for the taking. Um, and he's yeah. like a terror, and he lets her mom die. He's a terrible dude. 
He deserves he's a it. Terrible dude. He really is. He's a fucking monster. Yep. I agree. And therefore, I think it's powerful to be able to punish them immediately because yep. fuck that guy, man. Yep. Also, it means that like she essentially in this world of this film, which I would like to think is an exaggerated version of reality. Yep. Wherein, like, literally there's only one person in it who seems like he's not a rapist. It's very powerful for her to have an ability to counteract rapists. And, like, she's not able to stop them, but, yeah, is she able to, well, stop them before. She's able to stop them during, though. And also, like, take a fucking chunk as a souvenir. So, yeah. Who knew? I think that was so important and powerful, but I do. So I do. Me yeah. Too. And I love that they're like, and he will never have a penis again. The dog ate it. Done. The last thing happens, she takes, she mutilates Brad. She gets on her bike in her, like, virginal white dress, which is great because it makes me think of, like, sirens and something beautiful and alluring that's also lethal and deadly, uh, which is a fun, fun mythology to play with. And gets picked up by a dude. We don't see him until, like, it's an older gentleman. Until he, like, locks his car door and won't let her out of the car at the very end. And is basically, like, waggling his eyebrows at her. And his and she basically creepy, is like, pointy tongue. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking awful. But then she basically, like... I don't know if she literally looks at the camera, basically looks at the camera and is like, Alright, well. No it's way, dick I'm cutting time. <laughs> yeah. It's dick cutting time. I felt fine about it. I felt great about it. <laughs> She seems like she seems like an, an angel of vengeance that I'm alright with, you know. Especially in this world where everyone is a rapist. Right. And she lives in like an extre- a world where we have sort of a, a extreme um bald faced version of rape culture, right? Like everyone wants to rape her, pretty much. Or thinks that they have some sort of right to touch her body without her consent. Um and yeah. Yeah. Uh, and in that world Dawn basically, I think, feels like she's going to use her teeth as a force to punish all these disgusting men that rape culture has has thus far protected. And she's not she's not going to put up with that anymore. So I felt great about it. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, I didn't think that Dawn. I wish that Dawn did not continue to get sexually assaulted. Like, I, I, I want don't want that to happen. But um, I'm glad that no, she she has this in her tool belt. You know, and I have great affection for her. I have great affection for Don too. I'm fond of Don, which is, end. which is surprising when you start off with like her being like a cheerleader for abstinence only, uh, because like, yeah. that's not something that normally I'm like endears me. But I, I do too. Mary, is this movie important? Is it feminist? Do you recommend it? Yes, I. <laughs> yes, I really like it a lot. <laughs> by my like cons <laughs> well it's like it's difficult because i do understand like i think it is minimalizes the experience of rape victims and i don't like that but i don't no I, I, no I, for sure it's I, it's, it's not doing for something them, different. it's for like yeah yeah for me yeah. and my life experiences watching this woman bite penises off horrible male archetypes is very satisfying in a way in a way that I didn't even know I needed but, but I really like it it's also kind of lovely that like she's able to bite them off in a way that like is like less intimate like it's not like if you had to bite something off with the teeth in your mouth you'd have to taste it it'd be like no, right yeah, it's there just like, but like being it's just like it's so like it's such a perfect defense mechanism instead of something that's like it doesn't cost her anything. You know, it's basically no. like the, the the teeth version of a cigar cutter. Just like, Bleh. I think they, they really go out of their way also to make it like not make her body not weird. You know, almost never until the very end with with Brad, which is like the, you know, the 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 uber, the uber biting. Right. You don't actually see the penises like fall out of her. Right. You do then. And it's like shocking to see. But before then, they just kind of like are like laying there. And I think that that really kind of takes some of the sting out of like making her body seem weird or like over. I don't know. Like It, it felt very respectful of of her physiology, which I really liked. Um, I think that they made smart choices. It also makes that last moment like 
land because like it 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 makes sense you haven't seen it before but in that moment it's literally the castrated dick version of mic drop you know what i mean yeah and she's like owning her power yeah she's like i don't care that you just saw this fall out of me i'm not ashamed (laughs) yeah exactly and yes now your dog's gonna eat it fuck you brah oh my god yeah (laughs) enjoy (laughs) this isn't a movie to watch about like to understand and empathize with rape victims this is a movie for people to watch about a woman being able to find power in a world that constantly seeks to take it away excellently said yeah and therefore it does feel powerful and feminist and i understand if you listen to this and didn't watch the movie if this doesn't sound like your cup of tea that's fine i did very much enjoy it uh and i've enjoyed it every time i've watched it whether i've watched it with a group of lesbians who are horrified by it or with camp counselors who were mixed bag about it or with just Mary Johnson and you lovely folks and Mary and I loved it, you know, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it consistently. <laughs> so, you know, so good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it is, it is what it is. Why did the lesbians not like it? Were they like weirded out that you could, did it seem like it made vaginas monstrous? Were they offended by it or are they just like, ah, about it? Honestly, unclear. Like this was like my sophomore year of college. It was my sophomore year. I was so stoked for everyone to watch it. And they're just kind of like, uh, I don't think it offended them. I think it made them feel queasy, which watching it again, like, nah, there's, there's a very easy way to not have anything ever cut off of your digits. And that is to just care about your partner's pleasure and consent, which is my advice for sex in general. Like not even advice. I just think that's like the yeah. baseline we should all agree to before we even get to advice. Teeth, 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 teeth. So good. So, so good. good. I'm going to watch this so every good. October. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, it deserves to be a staple uh, into it. So yeah. it's been added to the list. Going into the Space Bras canon. Maybe we should have a Space Bras canon. Some thoughts. Ooh, I like that. A Space Bras canon also is great because, like, cannons that are boobs. I don't cannons know. on, like, blasters on uh, spaceships pew, and stuff. Pew, pew, yeah. pew. Yeah. We're, we're on the exact same page. <laughs> pew, pew. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, so what are we doing? So this was our last uh, horror movie um, for the season. Farewell Halloween Hello, yeah. our regularly scheduled programming. What are we doing next week, Kate? Well, next week we're we're still going a little spooky. We got we got we're we're jumping into the first in a two part series called Problematic Faves. For the first one, we're going to be exploring the deeply problematic but also enduringly popular uh, postmodern Prometheus from the X Files. So wee 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 wee. <laughs> I'm excited. Buckle up, yeah, buckle up. Get on uh, Hulu, uh, catch up, season five, episode five, and uh, yeah, we'll see you here next time. Yep, five for five. Thank you for listening five to by s- five. five by five. The last, that's the week after. I know. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Uh, thank you for listening to Space Bros. Head over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever platform is your jam, and uh, subscribe to us, rate us, leave us a review. Pay attention Five to stars. us. <laughs> um, Give us your attention, please, please. And your love. And click a button that says that we're good. And then write a sentence saying that we're good. And yeah. not that we need it, but we deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Slaver love. That's really right. appreciate it. Right. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like we're having a good time. We are not. No, we are having a great time. Uh, be sure to also We do our- this all out of the goodness of our own heart and without any attention to the fact that it might be enjoyable yeah no it's uh yeah it's 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 really just like a podcast for just us um <laughs> uh sometimes when you listen to podcasts you're like oh this was just for you okay uh yeah. we, we we definitely don't try to make that kind of no, podcast so no, no, no. Yeah. if you think that's over that kind of podcast um please you should send tell us, us probably please send us an email privately <laughs> yeah. it would be really nice we're um, available at uh 
sbatoutrageousmechanisms.com, right? Is that our email address? I believe that's our email address. Um, treat it as if you have noticed that I forgot to uh, zip up my skirt after going to the bathroom and uh, pull me to the side and just tell me quietly. Yes. As opposed to being like, hey, <laughs> don't shame me loudly in public. Please you don't. Know? Yep. Tell us like, hey, I know you're trying to do something good here, but here's what you should change. And you know what? We would love it. We would love to hear it. Just maybe not, you know, don't, you know, publicly. That's yeah. all. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 <laughs> um, Be an ally to women. Be sure yeah. to <laughs> be, Also, be sure to visit our website at outrageousmechanisms.com slash space dash bras. Uh, we're getting some show, some super hot, super cool show notes up there. Uh, if you want to find the link to the Medusa article, it will definitely be there. Um, and yeah. you can also see what else is going on in the Outrageous Mechanisms Network. Also, you can get links to all of our social meds from there. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram and awesome. pay even more attention to us. <laughs> we like it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And now let us raise our glasses and do the official Space Browse toast. In these troubled times, we must remember that even though everyone else might suck, we are awesome and the galaxy is ours. Cheers! Love it. Outrageous.